It is that time again where we get together on the Sports Live with myself, BBK. And uh, I'd like to tell you something before we get to our guest. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the communication connections that assist us with availing the guests to come and share a moment with you right here on Spot Live with PBK. Of course, I mean, this gang is, doing, is just doing their jobs and they're part of what they get paid for at their lives. But saying thank you, I was told by those who raised me, is good manners. So allow me to doff my cap off and say salute to Jabula Nimbanjani and the Vinamapol side Kaiser Chiefs, Mina and Tlemkiz, Ukabazalagama Volvo with CS Galaxy, Tandi Merafe, the lady at Orlando Pirates, Brian Mushweshwe at Super Sport United, as well as Brilliant Mkatsini, Kubafana Basembelebeleni, Usutul Mapeshangon, and all the others I may not have mentioned personally for making sure that when we do knock on the door and request an interview and request the guest to be made available, they do so without any hesitation. And even more importantly, do I want to salute you for always taking a gap to be in our company. I promise you that it is a privilege that our producers, Paige and Bulelani and I, do not take uh, a granted for a second. Right. In today's Spot Live with BBK Podcast, we have a former South African under 17, under 20, and under 23 international. He's had a few caps for Afana Bafana himself as well. He was at the Olympics for South Africa, and also he's a man who cut his teeth at Bidvesvets Academy and made his professional bow at the club under Kevin Hunt and with whom he reunited at Kaiser Chiefs. But then Hunty had to go hunt elsewhere, places like Chippa United. I think he's still hunting for a job even now. His name is Riv. Riv Frostler. 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 This is Reef Rosler here, Kaiser Chiefs player. I just wanted to, wanted to join us with Sports Live with PBK. Reef, welcome to Sports Live with PBK. Hi, Reef. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you very much. You know, uh, growing up, I know there's this gap between you and me and the rest of your generation. <laughs> There was an advert that used to play on both radio and television. It was an advert of that uh, green pass soap. You know that green pass soap? I think it's called Sunlight. Mm. And uh, in, Sunlight. The Zulu, in the Zulu advert, they called it Umabizwa Sabele. Umabizwa Sabele is what I feel should be a nickname for you. You know why? No, I explain to me, please. Because if you are called on to play at right back, you are there. At left back, you are there. Up front in midfield, you are there. So you are the one who, when he's called upon, he responds without any hesitation. Tell your colleagues at Kaiser Chiefs when you go to training tomorrow morning, don't call me Reeve, call me Umabizwa Sabele. <laughs> I'll tell him to call me that. Most definitely. So maybe you will also feature in the goalkeeping position because, you know, at AFCON 2020, we saw what? We saw a left back playing in the polls for Comoros. Is that something that you will do if you were called upon to? I think I played there in the Villa um, when I was back in PE. So it's not something I wouldn't be scared of. I'll take the challenge. Oh, yeah? Ah, yeah. no, I see. I see. A man of many talents. But look, Riv, you just turned 24 in January and still have the best years, in my view, of your football ahead of you. But uh, you refused a new contract uh, with uh, Pete Vets in 2019. What was the story behind that? Um, it was more something that they wanted me to do without... I wasn't happy doing it. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we just said we're not going to sign a new contract. We'll wait and see what the future has in store. And we waited and look where we are today. What did they want you to do that you did not want to do? So they organized something overseas for me to go to. Um, in but, Portugal? Yes, yes. But wanted me to sign a new contract before leaving. Um, and mm-hmm. I was comfortable with doing that. So initially then it just fell through after that. So I was like, okay, it wasn't meant to be. We keep our head up, we keep working and who knows, who knows what can happen in the future. Do clubs still do those kind of things nowadays and try and trick players to doing things without them fully understanding. I mean, good up for you for sticking up to your guns and refusing to do something like that. But do you think it is a culture that needs to be stopped because you can't really try and trick someone into something? Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's nice because a lot of players um, don't fully understand everything that's being said to them. And some people hear the term overseas and we jump on it, not knowing the, the finer details of everything. So I'm fortunate to have a... Uh, good people behind me, supporting me and helping me and guiding me. So I think I'm fortunate in that regard. Um, yeah. Good on you for that kind of greatness. And yeah, indeed, look at where it has put you. You are now at uh, Kaiser Chiefs. You went on to join them and you've recently penned a new deal with them, which is going to keep you at the club uh, until June, um, what, 2025? What was the motivation behind that decision? Was it perhaps a desire to, to help the club try to reclaim their glory days, which have virtually disappeared over a long time now? Yeah, so for me, it was, was I looked at the team and I thought that there's still a lot of growth that can happen here. If I looked at the players that we have, a lot of young players coming through. So in two, three years' time, we'd, be, we'd grow a little bit more. Um, and who knows what team we could put on the field there that could be a very dangerous team um, in years to come. So I so I look forward um, what the future could have in store for the club. And yeah, I, I think I've got unfinished business at the club. I haven't lifted a trophy yet, so I still want to do that to the club. Yeah, you're talking about young players. We're going to get to the trophy session just now, but you're talking about young players who are at the club. Um, some of the Chiefs players are frustrated by the fact that most of them are not even getting a chance to play now. So if you are going to try and finish this business and try and help the club back, regain its strength. What is it that you think needs to happen in order for these guys? Because for them to grow, they have to play. Yeah. Um, Getting game time is important, but sometimes you can learn off the field, if it makes sense. Um, You learn a training. You learn a lot from the the, the senior players, the older guys. So sometimes you've got to take that knowledge and implement it in our daily training sessions. And once we implement it in our training sessions, who knows, the coach might, coach might see us and say, listen, I think he's ready to get a chance again and get thrown in. And then you must just be mentally ready, physically ready to, to take that challenge and take that opportunity and make the most of it and give, show the coach that, coach, this is what you must out on by not having me in the team. Um, that's my view on it. All right, man, this is Spotlight with BBK and I'm chilling in the corner, sitting on a crate and chewing some conversation with Riv Frosler, Ecosi for Life. Some may say then, Riv, that uh, maybe the club should be called Ecosi uh, for Lunch, uh, given how everyone associated with the page, fans, players, officials are suffering at the moment. It is a cold fact that a club that built its reputation as cup kings have not been able to enjoy the sweet taste of trophy success in the last seven years. No, it's, 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 it's been a difficult few years. I mean, we haven't only trophies. Um, but we, we are showing that there, there, there is a chance to get a trophy. I mean, if you look at the past three years, if I might, I might be wrong, 
the past three years we came very close to getting a trophy. Um, mm-hmm. Bank Cup, I think, was one year. The league, the one year, and then uh, CAF last season. So we, we we're doing something right to get into those positions. We've just got to polish up that final piece and step over that line. Um, so I definitely we, we we're on the right track. We we're getting close. We just need to go all the way now. You know. I, I see you saying almost, but I hear Brandy in my ear singing that almost doesn't count. That's true. That's true. But like you say, we're getting we're getting somewhere. We've just got to go over that line now. We've got to take ourselves beyond that line. All right, I'm going to take you to a happy place now because we're speaking of sweet and you scored a goal that set up a Soweto Derby win for Chiefs at the FNB Stadium at the weekend and to complete a double over Pirates in the 2021-2022 campaign. A glorious goal it was to settle the nerves for Chiefs early on. How sweet was that strike and does it rank amongst the best goals that you've ever scored? <laughs> um, yeah, it was a very sweet goal. I I enjoyed every minute of that goal. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't score often, um, but I think when I do score, I think it's my second goal for Chiefs, and the first one was also not just a tap in. So yeah, it's special, it's really special this one as well. But finding yourself in that position and the build up to that goal also. Let's not talk about Pirates' marking or lack thereof moving up to it, but uh, moving from what? It moved from billiards, it went to 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 uh, Bennett Parker, and then bang, wham, bang, thank you, ma'am. It, it, you connected with it so well. Yeah, it is, like you could see that there's opportunity to get forward firstly for me. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So I'm in a nice, a good position. And Bernard looked up, saw me, rolled it perfectly into my path. And I said, you know what? Just try your luck. Go through the ball. You never know where. Just, just hit the target. All, everything went through my mind is hit the target. Let the keeper make a save or let it go in. <laughs> you know, the only thing that was missing there was the fans. Yeah. To cheer that in unison, 94,000 people at FNB Stadium. How do you feel about continuously playing to empty stands. When we're watching on TV, uh, 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 Super Sport try and give those gimmicky sounds of uh, fans cheering and all that, but you and I both know it is not the same. No, it's definitely not the same. It's, I guess it, it, it's, it's lost the... There's no motivation coming from the stands. You know, you want those, you want to hear people in the stands making noise, shouting, screaming. It, it spurs you on to, to want to do better. Um, and I've definitely been missing that for the past Two seasons, I think it's been, or two and a half seasons, maybe. Um, I really hope that fans get to come back soon. Um, even, if, even if it is a, a minimal amount, it just gives something in the stadium. You'll hear one or two people uh, shouting from the stand. So, for me personally, I really hope that they do open the stand, open the stadiums again or get some fans back in. The game will only be a bit more lively as well with fans back. Yeah, you're hearing the voice of Reef Frostler. The man who plays for Kaiser Chiefs previously with Pete Vesvets and also had the, the caps at under 20, under 17, as well as the under 23. He's one of South Africa's Olympians. But I want to get off the field now, uh, uh, Raven, go to the bench and talk about your coach, Stuart Baxter. Um, he lives in the hope that Chiefs can turn the table on sundowns. Uh, do you share the sentiment that your DSTV Premiership aspirations of winning the league, coming from almost to being the ones, are still alive? I, I, I think I did an interview a few days ago as well, where they asked a similar question. And I said to them, I said my, my, my answer was that we focus on our game now. Um, if we win every game until in the season, you never know what could happen coming into the season. Um, yeah, there's still quite a few games to be played in the league. 
So I don't think we can say that anybody has won the league yet. Um, there's still quite a few games, so we just go out there, do what we need to do in every game, try and get maximum points in every game. And we'll see what happens come, I think, May, end of May. Yeah, I see. That is your way of trying to say that those who believe that sundowns are home and dry and the rest are involved in a bridesmaid battle are hallucinating. <laughs> Speaking of your fixtures then, Riv, let's look at what is coming up next. I think you have to collect 27 points from your next nine matches if you leave out the two games that were not played in December, Cape Town City as well as Golden Arrows. So next up, you have Golden Arrows at home. And then there is Chipper United away. And there's your friends. You know those friends of yours who give you TSTX Galaxy? And then there's Super Sport United. Both of those games will be at home before you travel to Stellenbosch and back at home again to host Marumo Gallants as well as Guess, guess what? Sundowns. And after that, Sekukune United will be the game that you play before the final game against Swallows FC. Nine games. You need to get 27 points. You talk about winning all your games. And also hoping that Sundowns have potential banana skins on, on, uh, along the way as well. It's not just you guys winning your games. And if Sundowns continue winning, you're not going to get your target. But do you believe that this stretch of nine matches is something that is within the capability of Kaiser Chiefs? Um, like I said, I focus on the next game. Uh, we focus on the next game. We don't think too far ahead because you lose yourself. So we focus on the next game, try and get maximum points on that game. And then we focus on who's after uh, arrows. So take it a game at a time and you just never know what could happen. Indeed. I'm, I'm actually pressing you on this because consistency has not been something that has been a vocabulary of Kaiser Chiefs this season. Yeah. I think we will be doing better since the turn of the year. Mm -hmm. um, for the previous games, we our first game was not the best. Yeah. But we got better from that game. I think we had two clean sheets after yeah. that. Um, a draw and then a win, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And then Derby on the weekend as well, we got another win. So there's progress. There's progress. Um, I think we're moving in the right direction. Hopefully we can just keep that momentum and keep doing the right things, um, starting a training, take it into the match. And yeah, we just keep doing the right things and we'll see if I'm come, come into, the, into the season. I see that you will be welcoming Nukovic back after suspension, but you got two injuries, uh, crucial ones, if I may say. Uh, at the weekend with the uh, Kama Billiards as well as uh, Castro, who's just come back, who's just got into the game and then he suffered yet another injury. Those may be problematic for you going forward in pursuit of winning your next game. Yeah, it, it's not nice having injuries in the team, but I think that's part of the game. Um, injuries do happen. So now uh, the other players, we've got to step up now and show that, coach, we are here for selection. We can do the job for you. Um, yeah, I think we've got a good we've got a good squad as well. So anybody can put their hand up and do well on the day. So yeah, you just gotta everyone's gonna put their hand up and say, Coach, I'm available to play as a striker. Coach, I'm available to play here. And then we go and collect three points. And they'll become Mabiz Wasabele as well, as your <laughs> new nickname suggests. And hopefully it's a space for those young ones to get a chance, as you yeah. said. Show the coach what you can do on, on, on training. And then here are the injuries. It is an opportunity for you to stake your claim in the place. I want to stay, I wanna stay uh, uh, off the field. And I want to take you back to December. And I want you to have a conversation with us about how difficult a time that it was when the coronavirus 
dealt a cruel blow uh, to the club. Uh, did you catch it? Uh, how scary a moment was it for you and all the affected? Just take us through that difficult period in Naturena in December. Yeah, so I don't know. We played a game and then came back and um, a few players weren't feeling well. And played a game where? Against who? I can't remember. I'm trying to think and I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, it was before this whole break happened. And then a few days later, a few players weren't feeling so well. So we ran our standard uh, COVID test just to make sure that everyone is okay. And mm-hmm. then pick up a few cases and that sets us back. So now the rest of us have all got to monitor ourselves, um, like be more, more thorough in terms of do I feel okay or am I just saying I'm okay when I don't actually feel okay. Yeah. Um, and then. And before you carry on, Riv, that game was a game against the DSTV Premiership team. Yeah. Great. Carry on. Um, so then after that, it just happened at a few more players tested, tested positive and a few more, a few more, until eventually mm-hmm. we, I don't think we had any technical team left um, and yeah. only a few players available. Mm. Uh, so that was a, it was a difficult time, but we needed to protect ourselves. I mean, it's, 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 I don't think this, it would make sense for us to be irresponsible and go and play a game um, that could cause even more infections in the country. Because... Yeah. If I test positive and I see you, um, you're going to see your family and that yeah. just ends, ends up being so much more. Um, a snowball effect, yeah. Yes, exactly that. So I think I think we did well in terms of testing regularly since that happened and then uh, told players to, to isolate at home and stay at home um, for, the few, for the few days just to try and stop the spread of it because it spread very quickly in, in the team yeah. over that December period. Yeah. And it must also have been extra difficult, I mean, to see your coach, Stuart Baxter. We saw him missing, you know, in the games that were played after that. And eventually, he had to be hospitalized. And so serious it was for him that he couldn't even travel with you guys for the mini camp that you had in Stellenbosch uh, during the Afcon break. Yeah, well, our health is important. I think health is, is very important for us. And Fortunately for us, we've got a good, a good doc. We've got good doctors um, that that manage as well, and they just tell the coach to relax a few days, take a few days break because it's the benefit. You you benefit from it eventually. Um, just taking a break a bit, relax a little bit longer, and then when you do come back, you are hundred percent ready to go, and then we kick on from there. So, cheers up to the thanks to the doctors for for doing what they're doing. Um, in keeping us all safe. So you're looking and feeling hopeful that you are going to be able, when I say you, I mean the club, you're going to be able to get a favorable result from the arbitration that's going to say, let's go and play those two games against uh, uh, Cape Town City and Eros as opposed to an av- adverse uh, outcome. Yeah, well, we're hoping for, for, for the best result um, from the from the court law arbitration. Tell me something, the number 39 on the back of your jersey, does it hold any specific significance or it's just a number that you got to Chiefs, you picked it up, let me go and play? Yeah, it's a number that got given to me and I use it and it's got no uh, necessary uh, significance to mm. me. But yeah, I got the number and I'll use it. Right. Let's get back to the derby. And please, I, I don't want any public relations mishmash here, right? I don't want any... A choreographed responses, right? Uh, uh, Jabulani and, and Vina are hired for that. Yeah. I, I want to find out from you. Riv, son of Frostler, do you believe that the Derby is now a Stockfell 
some kind of a press cup that is without the fire and the brimstone of years gone by. Without fans, it doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. But if you get the fans back and you get them cheering, the, uh, the, the significance of the derby will blow up again. I strongly believe that. I mean, you're watching from home and you're like, it's just a derby, correct? Yeah, but I'm supposed you, you to be at the feel- stadium also as a journalist, you know? So No, no, no. But what I'm saying is you're sitting at home and you're like, it just feels like it's just another game on TV. But you've been to a derby before. And a totally different one shooting in the stadium. I went to watch one derby uh, uh, before moving to Chiefs. And atmosphere there is just, yo, this is nice. This is nice. So the minute that fans are allowed back and there's a derby with 90,000 fans in the stadium, people will talk differently about the derby. But I'm saying we've seen situations where there have been 90,000 fans and stuff and most of the games ending up in throws, nil-nil, 1-1 and stuff like that. I mean, in terms of the fire between the two teams, the, the rivalry and all of that, if I take you back to, say, Manchester, this past Sunday, the red and the blue of Manchester battled in the field and you got what? 4-1. Could have been something else. If you talk about another big game in England, Liverpool and Manchester United, 5-0 to Liverpool. That That kind of vibe that kind of va va boom i mean i saw uh, the the hugging and the loving and the press cup in the channel prior to the game not to say that people must not talk to each other after all you guys are also friends uh, before and after games and stuff like that but you still feel that it's there all the only ingredient for you that is missing are the fans that's what i feel that's how i feel um that game is still it's very big i mean yeah you can say the games in england are five nil four nil that means one team is dominating correct whereas here Nobody dominates. But Sundowns are dominating. No, we're talking about a derby. Oh, okay. I was just checking if you are still on okay. the same plane. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so that 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 game, Liverpool's dominating or Man City is dominating the game. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think in the past three years there hasn't been many zero zeros or one ones. Yeah. Um, there've been a few five goals. Five goals two this list. way. Yeah. 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 So, so I don't know if you if you're saying that Liverpool are scoring five goals, Man United are scoring five goals, Man City are scoring. There are five goals being scored. It's just being scored by either team, by both teams uh, combined. There's five goals. So I think it's still a very good, very big game. No, um, wonderful. I think it's also not, yeah. Carry on, Riff. Carry on. We're not saying it's zero zero every game. There's one nil. There's two nil. There's three two. There's you know. It, there's five. <laughs> You know, um, another thing that I would like to find out from you is to say, when you look at yourselves as Chiefs and Orlando Pirates and how you've lost ground to Mamelo the Sundowns over the years, I keep saying to people that Sundowns are doing a PSG on the PSL. It's becoming a farmer's league, you know, same old, same old, same old. What is your observation, one, about that? And two, at a personal level, how does it make you feel to, to, be, to be at a place where you had just one point, one point away from getting that elusive league title and, and, and then come to the next season, a new coach, uh, 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 you still believe that there's a chance for you to catch up to them 
your situation is not where it should be in terms of the reputation of the club, in terms of so-called cup kings. Talk to me about that. Well, Sunderlands are doing well. They've done well for the past few seasons, right? They've built a very good squad. Um, they've signed a lot of good players there as well. Um, us, we've just got it. We've got we've got good players as well. <laughs> we've got good players. We've just got to show up every weekend. Um, and if if every player just shows up every weekend, then I'm sure we could give anybody a run. You know. What is stopping every player from showing up every weekend? Remember earlier when I spoke about the inconsistency. Sometimes you can stop yourself. Um, you don't believe how good you can be. You don't. You don't believe in yourself. Um, if you believe in yourself, then you bring the business of yourself. Don't wait for somebody else to, to believe in you. So, I think for me that if I believe I can be the best left back in the country, then I'm going to I'm going to mm-hmm. tell myself that so that I get confident and I become I play a bit better. You know, I motivate myself. So. That's what could... I'm getting a sense that you, you're pointing to a, a, a crisis in confidence among some of your colleagues, and it's something that they must shake themselves off and, and try and really aim higher. Not possibly not even not even only my colleagues. I'm sure there's a lot of other players that, that just need to believe in themselves and trust themselves that say, "Hey, I can actually do this. Don't be scared of what somebody else is going to say." Because quite honestly, what other people say, that's their personal opinion. Um, what you tell yourself, that's what's going to get you through to what you want to become or, or make you grow onto what you want to become. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of criticism also among the fan base when, when you look at a Chiefs post-match, especially when there's been a defeat. A lot of players are being hammered. A lot of names are being painted about as to say, these ones must go. People are called cows and stuff like that. When I mentioned that, I think the player that comes to mind is Bernard Parker. I, I saw him speak uh, recently about the pain that causes for him. How do you rally around each other to make sure that you, you pick up whoever may have been at the receiving end of, of, of that kind of criticism? Like I said uh, just a few seconds ago, it's people's opinion. Um, that's what they think. What I think, what you think, probably different. Um, so. I still think I'm that I'm I'm a good player, uh, and we support every each, all of our teammates to say, "Hey, you're a good player, my friend. Don't worry what uh, this person and that person is saying. I'm a good player. You're a good player. We're good players. You know, motivate each other. Just tell us, tell, keep telling each other that ever. Don't worry what that person is saying. I don't. You probably don't even know that person's name. Whoever's saying what he's saying, but sure, trust yourself and know that you're a good player. Yeah, you make a mistake. That's normal. Jesus, I don't think anybody doesn't make a mistake. But make a mistake and move on. It's fine. It's over. Let's go again. Um, yeah, believe in yourself. Man. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Rev, Bafana Bafana squad was announced. They're going to play against the world champions, uh, France. Firstly, they will play against Guinea towards the end of the month. And they complete that match against the, the reigning world champions. Bafana, Rev Frostler. You're knocking hard on the door. You want to see yourself there in the team? Yeah, we're working towards getting in there. Um, obviously, getting game time now at Chiefs. Let's play regularly first. Let's first do well for the club. And then we'll see what uh, what happens going forward. Um, I think every player, we've got to work out at our clubs, do well for the club first. And then we can we can see when the national team coach knocks that we are available and that we are able to play. And does it inspire you that 
people like Teboko Mukwena, who you were with in the Olympics, are already in the squad and they are becoming regulars. And that's the space that you want to be operating in. Yes, that was very. It's, it's nice to see that 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 my teammates are growing. Um, that is growth. There's this progression. We've come from under 20, under 23, and now he's playing at an Argentinian national team, which is good for me. It's it's motivating for me as well because I can say, hey, if he can do it, I can also do it, and a lot of my other teammates could possibly also do it. We just gotta do what we need to do at club level, yeah, and we might get a chance. In other words, you must continue to aspire to inspire before you expire. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> Most definitely. Riv, I want to say thank you very much to you for taking the opportunity to join us here right here on Sports Live with BBK. And I want to wish you nothing but the best onwards and upwards with your career, man. And thanks for joining me. And this is the moment where I say, Bulelani, I think it's time for us to go home, man. We've done our job today. We'll come back and do this thing again next week. <laughs>